rolling. Welcome back to Study Me. I'm Allie Black, and we are with artist Donald Black Jr. Uh, we've been on a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back. Um, today's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, the black artist's gripe um, and kind of specifically or in general to like Cleveland. So we're going to be talking about um, Cleveland, but we're going to be getting uh, D Black's insight on what is the black artist's gripe. And this conversation came about um, because you, uh, D Black, were recently in a conversation with a um, a director of a, a foundation, mm -hmm. and this is something that he wanted to know. He was interested in it, and then you kind of came home and made a list, and so today we're going to kind of go through that list that you made, and you're going to kind of give us a little bit of insight on what you mean by, by these um, items that you made in the list. Yep. All right, cool. So we're going to start off with art institutions. Um, and you're saying that one of the artist's gripe, gripes is that art institutions are led by people who aren't artists. Tell us a little bit about what you mean by that. Um, what I mean is the, the art institutions that are in Cleveland um, seem to be run. Well, no, let me back up. My experience with artists who are running the institutions, since I was a child, I would say I've had more successful experiences at those institutions. Mm. Starting at Cleveland School of the Arts. Okay. Um, so oftentimes it's easy for me to it's easy for me to pay attention to if the person who's in charge or the person who's giving instruction or leading the direction or creating the direction it's easy for me to pick up on if there's a they're an artist or not based on the questions that they're asking and based on how they engage with me mm. I, I feel like artists have a level of understanding of one another creative people just in general um, and it just seems like I've been in the most successful situations when the person in charge is an artist or the person in charge is, uh, giving the power to an artist or creative person. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's like, so they can uh, relate more. Can I ask you something? Mm -hmm. Um, when you say the person in charge being an artist, do you mean like, I mean, once an artist, maybe always an artist, but I'm, I'm asking, um, does that person have to be actively making art or just they just have to just have that in their bones? Well, it's it's just it's helpful if they have it in their bones. Okay. Um, but I think my gripe is that too many of the organizations or too many people who are in charge of a project are non-artists. That's the gripe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it's like you speak a different language mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. the person who's, I guess, the authority figure. And oftentimes it's a lot of translating of the language you speak as the creative mm -hmm. um, for the person who's in charge and giving the instruction to understand what you're talking about and where you're coming from and why. Like it's a lot of mm -hmm. explaining of who you are for mm -hmm. the creative person in order for the person in charge to trust. Right, right. Not being in control and making the final decision. Right. I got you. Um, so this next one, yeah, no, that's that's heavy, and we could we could spend we could spend a lot of time just on that in general because I would love to kind of maybe get some of your, um, you know, for you to give like tangible experiences of like when you worked with an actual uh, organization that was led by an artist versus mm -hmm. when you didn't. What are some of the things that happened and da da da. da. But we'll save we'll table that. Um, what about art institutions? You're saying that a gripe is that they're predominantly run by white folks. Um, yeah, the gripe is that they're predominantly run by white folks. Um, so being in a 60% black city with the art institutions being run by predominantly white folks, I mean, I would imagine 
I'm I'm suggesting that it's a similar situation happening. You it's a it's a cultural bias. You know, it's a cultural difference. It's a different language um, from the white folks and the black folks and everybody in between. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just seemed like they're all run by white folks, which makes me feel like that's why we get the outcomes that we tend to get in Cleveland, which is um, a very narrow um, success rate for... Mm-hmm white artists and a not so successful success rate for non-white artists in mm-hmm, the city, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. Right. You know, right. I mean, from top to bottom, I mean, I'm talking art, art projects, art commissions, you know, art education. I mean, I'm, the whole gamut. If I go work with a white group of kids, I got more resources, oftentimes more than if I go work with a black group of kids. Mm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a, it's a very repetitive story happening. Mm. You know, places that seem to have white folks seem to have um, more success, mm. more resources, mm-hmm. more visibility, you know, more, 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 more. You know, and then black folks, it's, oh, we didn't realize that <laughs> we was cutting y'all asses out. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. No matter whether you're adult all the way down to a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, our institutions take ideas from artists. From my experience, oftentimes a creative person will take an idea to an institution or an institution's gatekeeper. And then depending on how strong the idea is, depending on how relevant what this creative person came up with, that idea or project will come to surface or come to fruition. I mean, it's crazy because that's why uh, Thieveland named their graffiti group Thieveland. Because Mm. they felt like Cleveland is the place where the institutions steal from the artists. Mm. And then you got predominantly most of these guys out of the city Mm -hmm. or disconnected from the art world. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you have you pitch an idea and then you look up and it's taken by oh, yeah. the institution it. and you're just completely cut out of the or they or they make you apply mm. for your own idea mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or they take your idea and turn your idea into a, a, a launch and series for multiple artists that they're trying to I guess kind of gather or herd. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Wow. That's sick. Uh, <laughs> that's sick. Um, all right, let's move on to um, art education. You say that one of the black artists' gripe gripes is that... Um, these are my gripes. Oh, these are your gripes. These are my gripes. Okay, these are your gripes. These are my gripes. And I, look at me. I'm already turning it into just a universal gripe. I mean, gripe. if it's a universal story, it's a universal story, but I ain't, I ain't got to put this on nobody else. Yeah, you're not speaking like, for... This the this okay. stuff from I've experienced, the stuff that I've witnessed, and I, I feel like I recognize as problems. Okay. Okay. Fair and enough. nobody's ever asking me, Donald, what do you think the problems are? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this was exciting to have that conversation the other day, and he's like really interested in the problems mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is i think a, a really critical conversation that cleveland needs to have um because it, there's there's there is so much of you know issues that are surrounding the black artists here in cleveland and we i mean i feel like we could have a whole damn summit conference on this com- you know on, on this well, conversation and the reality is how can you fix something if you don't identify what the problem is like right. i get the fact that people want solutions but we haven't identified the problems um and then it's like if you get seem like if you get too many people in a conversation about the problems then it turns into um more than just voicing gripes i mean i feel like a lot of times black artists we need to we tr- we need to vent the experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Next. All right. Um, art education, which is something that is near and dear to you because you, um, you do you do a lot with our young people. But um, 
you say that art education doesn't teach making art to black kids. So what I mean by is not teaching making art is for me being a product of art education, I feel like a lot of what my engagement was was about the techniques, mm-hmm. um, learning how to use the tools. And then I feel like we were being, what's the word? When we were making art, mm-hmm. we were getting a lot of feedback and energy into it. You know, we were, I feel like I was a child that was being helped to make art. Mm-hmm. No matter whether it was a black instructor, white instructor, whatever the case. <clears throat> being an art educator in the same environment now, I feel like art is being used um, kind of watered down. You know, it's, it's, it seems to be more of an activity mm. than it is uh, a, a healthy form of expression mm-hmm. for a young person. Mm-hmm. Like a checklist type of thing? Or, I mean, I've been in a lot of meetings where they said, well, we're not trying to make artists here. Mm-hmm. And I sit there and I cringe. Like, mm-hmm. you know, somebody trying to turn me into an artist um, played a real, real vivid role in my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a vivid role in the lives of people who were around me when I was younger. So when I'm watching and listening to the conversation be... Um, you know, reason after reason why we're not trying to create artists. And, you know, I'm like cringing on the mm-hmm. inside. Right, right. And do you think that's like um, specific to black kids or would you say that that's happening with like all kids that they aren't teaching making art to specifically black kids or just kids in general? I mean, I can really only say from my experience, mostly black kids. Mostly black kids. Mm -hmm. You know, and I feel like if I had to kind of generalize, I would say that this is usually coming from a Mm -hmm. (laughs) non-fucking artist. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, And me being an artist, you know, I kind of feel like these places don't really want to know what these black kids are thinking and feeling for real. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. I feel like if I'm brought in, I get a chance to shift that but I'm usually keeping it a secret I'm keeping it to myself that my goal and my intention is to help unlock somebody's artistic um obsession mm-hmm. you know and I don't get a whole lot of time to do that right right mm. art sector uses black children mm. art sector using black children um you know, I oftentimes look at my experience as a black child in the city of Cleveland, and I look at the role that myself and my friends played as very, very strong, productive, creative children. Um, and me learning the art landscape that spans over the past maybe 20 to 30 years, I realized that a lot of artists from out of town engage with a lot of black children by way of my school that I went to. And I've watched those artists like, like they on their way to the history books. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm looking at the people around me who were at school with me and predominantly, you know, a lot of them are just wishing and dreaming to be able to fucking make art mm-hmm. right now productively Mm -hmm. make money off of it um and i often say that we were a group of young black kids who were used to help the city position itself the way it functions now which is a kind of monopoly to Mm -hmm. a very small amount of organizations Mm -hmm. so that's one level that i say that Mm -hmm. um And then I often, I say it again, being an art educator in the same environment, watching how money and dollars and funding and grants and all this stuff are, are, these pots of money are built. Um, And how the community means, seems to mean black young people, 
So I just feel like you got these kids in these classrooms who could really, really use this form of creative expression. But it just seems like the people who are benefiting the most are the adults around it, mm -hmm. black or white. Mm -hmm. You know, and then I'm, I'm just watching these young people get, to, in my opinion, a half-ass interaction with being a creative person. Right, right. Yeah, which kind of goes back to what you were saying before. It's like they are not, um, they're not getting like this, this full experience um, of, of making the art. It's just like a, kind of like a Band-Aid kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like they looking at art like Jim. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. like it's like a throwaway thing. Yep. It's like a buzzword or something. Mm-hmm. All right, moving to another um, sort of category. What about awards and opportunities for artists? You say that award reci award recipients don't match city's population, which is predominantly all black. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, straight like that. Yeah, is <laughs> that? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we look at time after time that who receives the whatever's being presented seems to be white folks. Mm -hmm. And then it seems to be a very small amount of black folks mm -hmm. receiving whatever it is. Right. All right. What about money is dangled in front of artists in hopes of opportunities? Money dangled in front of artists in hopes of opportunities. You know, I don't know, you know, some of the, you might have a grant or fellowship or project and, you know, there might be a call for R at RFQ, you know, so it's like, oh, we got this $5,000, this $10,000, this $20,000, you know, so I watch how a lot of artists um, come up with ideas, I guess, you know, in hopes to be able to do one of these projects. Um, yeah. I mean, the first time I applied for the Workforce Fellowship, I just remember all these black artists in a group huddled, all kind of frustrated and complained about how they weren't going to be able to do the project that they set forth or, you know, set out to do. Mm -hmm. So I say dangle because we're not the recipients of it. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's totally true to Cleveland, especially with the, um, what was the funding, uh, the individual Workforce Fellowship. Workforce Fellowship, right, mm -hmm. right. Um, ooh, this is a good one. I know you said that this is, you know, specifically to you, but I resonate with this one. Well, no, I'm not saying it's specific to me. I'm saying this is, these are my gripes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I don't, I don't represent all black artists, you know, so whoever gets upset that this is what I'm saying, they can put it on me. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm right. not speaking for everybody. I'm speaking from my own experience, and this is my opinion of what I've witnessed. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I got you. Fair <laughs> enough, but I'm going to just say right now, for me, I'm resonating with every single one that we've discussed thus far, and this one um, is is so true, and it, it makes me sick to the stomach, but visiting artists get greater benefits. Artists from out of town seem to get more leverage, more visibility, the opportunities. I mean, these projects that these places are making us apply for are the same ones that people from out of town get. You know what I mean? So when we riding around the city, when we go into the different places, we it's like we are we looking at a lot of we're looking at people who are being paid a lot of money who haven't made a commitment to fucking be a part of the city or a part of the community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's a it's a huge trend in the city. Mm -hmm. You know, like a huge trend in this city. And do you think it goes back to these per, these um, places being predominantly white and predominantly um, led or run or directed by um, people who are not artists? I think I think it has to do with a lot to do with as well as a lot of our organizations are run by non-artists, they're also, over the history, been run by people who aren't from the city. Mm 
And I think for it to be, for some of the stronger organizations to be run by people who aren't from the city, it's not having that same kind of sensitivity to what's happening. It's like, it's like they don't give a fuck about the artists in the city. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It, you know what I mean? Because they're not from here. Right. They, don't, they ain't from these neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? It don't make them a fucking difference who work is on this building that they may never ride past. Right, And right. if they do, they didn't used to go to that building when they was a kid, nothing like that. I mean, it's just, it's, a, it's another disconnect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just something else that I've noticed. Yeah, I've noticed that it's, it's just a lot of people from out of town. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like you got a lot of buy-in from tax money, depending on which project we're talking about, from the people who live here. And then it's like that's where that's why I put on there uh, taxation without representation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is crazy because it's like, uh, especially here in Cleveland, as soon as, you know, as soon as you put that adjective local in front of artists, you know, it's got a it's got a negative or derogatory connotation. Yeah. Less than kind of connotation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's a testament to a general perception of people in the city. Mm hmm. Yep. You know, yeah. it's kind of got a less than connotation that comes with local. Like yeah. you were a motherfucker who couldn't be somewhere else mm-hmm. if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh. So true. <laughs> All right. Let's just go through some kind of general issues. Um, you say no non-traditional arts feeder system. What do you mean by that? Well, um, looking at programs that have art as a component it seems to be only one place to go which is the cleveland institute of art um it doesn't really seem to be other places for some of these creative people to go um coming out of these art institutions as young as young people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like is there's no non-traditional place mm-hmm. um that the system has set up and established. Right, right. You it's, know, the ta- tattoo culture is a is a place, you know, but they ain't teaching tattoos in school. Right. But that's what a lot of visual artists may look at and see as an option, mm-hmm. which means it seems like it would be amazing to be facilitating some of that before they get out of school. Right, know? right. Yeah, and that's something that's just not really... Um, discussed or taught like when you're I mean I don't know was it like that at uh, Cleveland School of the Arts where they were teaching you like what's next beyond college or like what are the options no I feel like I feel like generally speaking people were being taught to go to college I feel like we are part of that generation um, where the goal was for us to, to graduate Mm-hmm. Like that was the subconscious goal of the administration is to graduate these kids because we're in a high volume of black kids not graduating. Mm-hmm. Um, and not at my school, but in the city just in general. So I just feel like that's been the destination. And I feel like um, being a part of art education systems early and then teaching in them now the bottom line is black folks gonna need to know how to survive off of this shit because the opportunities are gonna be limited. Not that they're gonna be hard, they're gonna be limited. Um, which is going to say, well, how do I, you know, put some money in my pocket off this thing that I don't know how to stop doing? Right. Um, and it's and, and it's not a whole lot of conversations about that happening early on. You know, I feel like people who have been able to survive off of being a creative person has, like, been happier Mm -hmm. as an artist. Right. And then people who've been able to thrive, you know, are, you know, or even, you know, extremely successful are just rare. Right, right, yeah. 
But it's like, yeah, ain't nobody, ain't nobody really teaching, ain't nobody being honest about what's gonna happen when you turn eighteen, you graduate, and these systems don't really give a fuck about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They yeah. just got another group of kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the next class. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No checks and balances. I can come up with a whole list of of gripes that I've kind of witnessed and experienced and watched. And it ain't nobody to fucking tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, these places kind of get a chance to, like the, the art system itself, it can function like this and it's not being, it's not being critiqued. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're the person critiquing it, you the person complaining, you the person upset, you the person mad. But I mean, in my mind, it, it should be being critiqued. And I feel like it not being critiqued helps it stay the same. Right. Um, tell me if this is off track, but like, do you think that this is like the no checks and balances and what we've discussed thus far? Do you think this is um, specific to Cleveland or do you think this is happening? No, this is some worldwide universal shit, man. Mm-hmm. This is some insider outsider have have not you know whatever contrasting words we want to use to describe it black white you know whatever it is i think this is a i think this is a universal thing that i'm talking about mm-hmm. i think cleveland is a microcosm of you know american society and i feel like this list that i came up with to give to a foundation could be laid and applied to everybody, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, I, I think so too. Too many mental men. Too many mental men. You know, organizations seem to figure out where the void is, and then they decide that they're going to fill it. And in a city like Cleveland, where it's not a whole lot of competition for organizations, they develop a monopoly. And then they become the intermediary between the creative person and the project or the creative person and the money or the creative person and the community. Um, And that's largely how the city functions. Mm -hmm. Like you got to go through someone in order to get something done. Yeah. Um, And then you got people who care about what's happening in the city having to go through someone to find someone who's able to do it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah. Which is so damn like ridiculous and just ass backwards because it's just like, I mean, it goes on to the, the next um, gripe that you have, which is no plan to change the arts landscape. You know, it's like there's, there's no plan in place, but yet we know that these are, extreme issues that are affecting black artists here in Cleveland who, you know, don't want to go and get a traditional nine to five or this, like you said, this is, this is what they breathe. This is what they know. This is what they want to do. Right. And I mean, the only, I mean, looking at the no plan is kind of like coming from uh, the art world, art sector, you know, this whole chase and push for diversity, equity and inclusion and blah, 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 is it's like time is just ticking off the clock. You know what I'm saying? And it's a lot of people at work, you know, claiming to try to figure this out. When you got artists in the city who have been very available and very vocal about how to change some of this stuff. Um, I would imagine that you got black artists who are just changing their interaction with these places, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So if the landscape is very much, we are the outsiders with a few of us as insiders, I would imagine that you starting to, you probably going to get more of us as outsiders, you know, Mm -hmm. people who kind of saying, you know, fuck this system that I don't really even know about. I'm just somebody who was kind of born in the system of it. So I stay in the know of what's, what's happening. But yeah, I mean, the way the 
art landscape functions seems to be pretty consistent. Right, right. And then you say there are people are uneducated about fixing the problems. Right. So if it ain't no real public conversation about what the problems are and you got people making the same mistakes over and over and over again, that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. You the person in place to fix it and you have no fucking clue how to fix it. And right. then Cleveland is one of those cities where we tend to, our, the, the people in charge, our organizations tend to do what another city is doing. So once you got, oh, we got to let one of y'all niggas, you know, write some articles or let one of y'all niggas have a show or, you know, not Black Lives Matter, all of the, this mm-hmm. stuff is... And racism is a public health crisis. Yeah, this stuff is, <laughs> this stuff is not fixing the problem. Right. What it's doing is it's masking it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. No real equity. You know, my understanding of equity is catching people up. So is what's happening in the art world in terms of a a higher level of vis- visibility for a black artists catching black artists up? That just becomes my question. Mm-hmm. And if you're a black artist and you don't even know what the fuck been given out, do you even know if you being caught up? Right. Well, I know some of the stuff that's been given out over the last at least 30 years. So I can tell you 100% that ain't ain't none of these niggas being caught up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't even know. No, not at all. No, no clue to how much of an investment has already kind of been blown. <laughs> yeah, which is a lot here. Yeah, yeah. Um... Underutilizing artists as resources. I feel like the creative people are the ones with the the no. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've had more shows than the places facilitating shows. Um, but I'm usually instructed on what to do and what and how to do it and how to go about it. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like I've been a part of more projects than project manager, managers I've had to interact with. But I'm not looked at as a resource. It's like I'm looked at as a as a as a, as a tool or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For mm-hmm. to be used versus looked at as no, I I have a 30-year history of moving through this system Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know yeah i was just sitting here thinking about uh you know mayor justin bibb and how he's you know i believe claiming to incorporate or use artists as resources and you know get the creative sector you know a part of his administration or a part of his plan to help revitalize blah 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 Cleveland I just feel like if it ain't some specific people that you ask for suggestions or insight or advice or consultation in this city when it come to art you ain't trying to get it done gotcha you you running from the real problem you running from the truth if you don't bring this information in front of a very, very small population of people. I'm just, I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they let me sit on the sideline just to critique it. Because in my opinion, if you don't want me to know, you hiding something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if, it, yeah, it's just that. Right. It's, and it's, it's a, I can make name a list of people. If you don't want them to know, you hiding. Or whoever you got in charge is trying to hide us from the situation. Right, right. You know, and then they'll do it and they'll say, oh, what do you think? I think, what the fuck you asking for now? Right, right. If you really want this to be effective, you really want to challenge the imagination and the perceptions of whoever you're listening to, you'd have had somebody like me in the conversation early on. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Plain and simple. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you, it's like you don't really want to know. 
Mm-hmm. And that's that goes to the using the artist as using artists as resources. It's people who will tell you critiques. As an artist, you critique so much. You're not running from the truth. You recognize that being told the truth helps you further develop whatever it is you're trying to do, right. whether you want to hear that shit or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I can't wait for the conversation when we get to go into the specifics of like, and not like to call people out, but I but just the the backstory to hear the testimonies, like in the the um, the evidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, black artists. You say black artists or black artists um, in black communities, they are underdeveloped. Underdeveloped being, you know, if we got a lack of resources, if we got a lack of artistic and creative instruction, if we got a lack of a feeder system, you know what I mean? It's like all that, all this lack of um, or all this under-representation, under-utilization, all of this, my list of gripes, I would say has created a underdeveloped mm-hmm. system mm-hmm. for black artists and the black community and the way it engages with, with artists. Yeah. You know, looking at how much money has been spent in Cleveland's art world for art sector funding and the institutions themselves and what's been built and how much money has went out of the city, you know, I'm looking at it as the development, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm looking at it just being narrow as fuck mm-hmm. in comparison to how much of those resources went towards the black arts community mm-hmm. um, or the development of black artists just yep. in general. Yep. And you can, I mean, that's just a testament, just thinking about, like, the black artists who um, do or do not have, like, a space. Right. You Uh, know what I mean? Yeah, not having a space. I mean, the goal is, when I'm a part of these meetings, the goal is to boost the self-esteem of a black child. Mm -hmm. But why not try to get that black child to be able to make a half a million dollars by a certain age with the production and creation of their own creative product. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's too dangerous. I mean, that's that's my personal goal mm-hmm. is to take the investment that was made. You know, and I'm a I'm a beneficiary of black art, black artist creation and development. I just recognize that I was a small pool and small population of people. And I'm just trying to take what was developed where I was able to benefit and turn that shit into a life. Right. Right. Damn. Black arts community, um, we're giving the we're given the leftovers. Given the leftovers, you know, it's what they call it, the chitlin circuit. I mean, throughout mm. the history of Slavery, you know, the the scraps have come in our direction. Mm -hmm. So when you look at how much money might go to a project and then you look at how much is left over that go in the direction of one of these black neighborhoods to do something and interact with them and there's no more money and the budget is low. Mm -hmm. When you look at versus the the entire budget, we get the scraps, the leftovers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, this is very much a, ooh, I got caught you know, excluding black folks. So let me see what I can gather and scrape and then throw in that direction. Right. You know, on some shut the fuck up. Right. You know? <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, it's not even funny. Um, what about this next section is the landscape. Um, artist community doesn't have an identity. Uh, artist community doesn't have an identity. I just feel like a lot of what was happening in the art world is some watered down as repeat of something that was happening in another city, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and it's kind of like certain elements are taken and pulled from something, someone who has some level of influence or power sees. Yep. And then they do a Jake ass Cleveland version. 
Yep. And I, that's so true because I, I can think of, like, I'm literally thinking about my Facebook and I'm thinking about specific people where I literally have seen them post, oh, look at what the, uh, you know, the help at these museums have done. We should do that at Cleveland Museum of Art. Oh, look what they're doing in Detroit. Look what they're doing in Philly. We need to do that here. I mean, I feel like we were instructed to look at what people were doing out of town. We were. Um, in order to, for the possibility to get some money or some funding. Yeah. And in my mind, it's like, get the fuck out of here, man. Yep. Yep. And it's very... Um, That's not art. No. That's it, not creative. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's very unoriginal. And it's like, it's basically telling an artist or artists, you know, or collective, you know, that we, we were... Um, that we don't, we don't, we don't believe in you. We don't believe in your ideas. We don't believe in your vision. We don't support it. We think you should look and see what they're doing in Detroit or Philly or wherever the fuck else, and then come back and you know, blah blah blah. So uh, yeah, that's why I say. Yeah, no, Cleveland definitely does not have an identity. Yeah, at there's, all. there's no creative identity. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then arguably, the strongest creatives. Leave the city mm-hmm. for all these reasons, knowingly or unknowingly. Yep, that's the next point. You have to leave the city to get respected. That's just a a thing that is a is a is a popular conversation. It's a popular phrase. You hear it a lot. Um, you hear it in reference to respect from art institutions, but you also hear this as respect from the the broader community who would be engaging in art. Like whatever is happening here, people don't fuck with you until they see you somewhere else. Um, And I think it's created a belief where people feel like it's better for them to be somewhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, I just beg to differ. I just really don't, I don't agree that it has to happen one way, but I feel like I'm an artist. I wouldn't. Right, right, right. Don't nothing happen one way. Mm-hmm. In my in my world or in my mind, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. And you you've talked a lot about leaving the city or moving elsewhere, and yeah. And when I was in another city, I didn't feel like I was in the right place, right? And I feel like I'm somebody who people and myself think could be anywhere, mm-hmm. and it, it's a lot of people who don't think I should be here, mm-hmm. right? Right. And I'm just like, yeah, I think you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've said that because they think you have to leave the city to get respected. Right. And I'm not having a huge experience of feeling like I'm not respected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been gathering up all my ammo for my fight. Right. More than I've been getting beat up. Right. I ain't even I ain't even went to war yet. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, too many artists leave to never return. That's a gripe. Yeah, I just feel like, and I said this to one of my old students that I feel like we in a flat out freaking war zone, and I feel like it ain't a whole lot of people equipped to be a part of the fight. And I recognize that some of the most amazing people, strongest creatives or whatever, are just all over the world. Um, You know, living on the fact that they made the best decision, which is to not be nowhere near fucking here. Right. And then to be here is to wonder what's here. Um, Yeah. Well, my mind says it'll never be here. If nobody ever makes a commitment to build it. Yeah. Because you say um, in one of your points, the art sector isn't designed to make artists want to stay. Which I think might go back to the the community doesn't have an identity. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, shit, this list of gripes. Who the fuck want to be here and deal with this shit and figure this shit the fuck out? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. My mind mm-hmm. saying you're going to be here. You got to want to be able to ready to build something. It just 
is sad because the people who could afford to really build something are so far removed and away from the city. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like it's a couple cities who've been able to rebuild and redevelop their city by the some of the strongest creative people staying in town, mm-hmm. like Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yep. Local artists have no visibility. Treat it like the audience add-on. No visibility, local artists, Cleveland-based artists. Um, I'm I'm often, when I'm a part of projects, I feel like my work looks like the community. Mm-hmm. My work is the black folks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I look at what's put on a flyer that's going to get printed. 10,000 times or what get put, what gets put on the poster or what get put, what gets put on the email e-blast. And I just feel like it's never the shit to me that looks like what the city, the black folks would even really respond and engage with and feel like whatever is happening is communicating and talking to them. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I mean, the visibility. I mean, I would imagine that some people who really don't understand what I'm saying would think that, you know, I, they don't know what the more is that I want. Mm-hmm. And I recognize like, oh, yeah, y'all ain't about to put me on the flyer. Mm-hmm. Y'all want me a part of the show. Y'all want to see whatever niggas I could get to come, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you ain't about to brand what you're doing with the image of the people. Right. In Cleveland. Right. Is the way I see it. Wow. That's sick. <laughs> it's funny. I'm like listening to your commentary. It's like, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> because it's just it's a damn shame. It's, it's like, it's just so <laughs> fucking like just toxic and negative and like. Ugh. Yeah, they. I, they, they our like city I, been getting away with a lot of a yeah. Lot of nonsense. That's what I'm thinking. It's like, man, we we need a a black artist revolution. We definitely shit. need a black artist revolution. I mean, and they getting away with this stuff in every sector in the city. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, we could take this whole conversation and remove the word creatives and remove the word art mm-hmm. and remove art institutions, and we can lay this on other sectors. Yep. Education, healthcare, all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, black artists are pit against each other. This whole idea of picking one nigga, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it just, I just, I'm just watching what that's doing. I mean, I, I've, I've tried to participate with a large group of black artists and I recognize that I was perceived as the pick and how that created issues with people's feelings towards me, mm. you know? Like you were the one always getting selected for stuff or what do you mean? I guess. Oh, okay. You know, or I'm the one that my name coming up, you know, mm-hmm. I guess they don't necessarily know that I ain't getting selected or that I ain't even applying. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I just recognize that I feel like we're pit against each other. I feel like I've watched um, white folks try to be the intermedi- intermediary between myself and other black artists and it turns out that, oh, now we don't fuck with each other. Like, right. nigga, I don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So what's, the, so what's the issue? And in my mind, the issue is that middle person thinking that, oh, you are, you as a black person remind me of this other black person and y'all need to know each other or mm-hmm. I'm going to introduce y'all or I'm going to be the gatekeeper between y'all too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, is is that kind of thing, or who gets and who doesn't? You know, if we fighting for the scraps, somebody gonna be mad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So is is that? And is there is there something <laughs> in place? <laughs> this is not supposed to be funny. It's not. I don't know why you're laughing. Is there something in place for black artists? I mean, has there been something in place for black artists to like posse up, team up, get together? I mean, I don't seen a couple of attempts, attempts for all the black folks to get together. I mean, without uh, Sankofa Fine Art, Tri-C, uh, vending and booths and all that, or without the Caramels, uh Festival that happened in that back parking lot, without whatever they did to 55th and destroyed all of that, you know, without the Jazz Temple, which is now Mocha, where all of the 
famous black artist was going without Winston Willis. I mean, it's like, it seemed like it was a time period in this city where this wasn't our issue. Mm. You know, and I just feel like it, the systems in place have done a really, really good job of dismantling that stuff or pretending like that stuff has never existed. Gotcha. Gotcha. Damn. There's one more point, and that's to the work. And you say that there isn't a lot of art with purpose being created. What, what do you mean? Um, not a lot of art with purpose being made. Mm-hmm. I think people just, it's, a lot, it's just a lot of people exercising some creative abilities. You know, like they good as fuck at whatever it is they do. But the shit that they do don't really seem to do nothing other than tell people that they can do it. Mm. <laughs> mm. You know what I mean? It's like there's a lot of artistic shit being made. It just don't really. But what does with purpose look like? A collection of words? Like some or... old shit that you called to do that you oh. can't sleep that's going to gotcha. never be forgotten. Mm. I hear you. <laughs> you know what I'm okay. saying? That's going to change something or, or say something or, or do something mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. it just seemed like it's like everybody go to the store to get the supplies right <laughs> right 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 wow but it's like is it concept you know is it complex concepts happening you know are you on the artist journey have you explored who am i mm-hmm. do you have what you find along the artist's journey. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. have, have you, have, are, I just question, are people taking a real dive at the people that they've studied mm-hmm. throughout the history of making art and then contrast that with themselves? I right. question if people are really doing that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. I think we get a lot of fucking compliments from non-fucking artists and mm. I think it just make it easy to just keep painting pretty pictures mm-hmm. you know even if the content ain't pretty but it's pretty cause it's cause you can do it and can't nobody else do it mm-hmm. right right some old ego shit that, yeah. some subconscious ego shit mm-hmm. I don't know I, I question it gotcha okay. you know which would piss a whole lot of people off but I do mm-hmm. is this gonna be remembered is mm-hmm. this gonna stand the test of time yeah. Do you think, um, why do you think that, because you, you said that you were in conversation um, with a foundation, and um, I'm just wondering, why do you think that that person you were talking to is interested in hearing the black artist's gripe? Um, well, I feel like the conversation was intriguing to them because I guess people who want to help financially, I guess are claiming or don't know the problems. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's one thing to know the problems. And then it's another thing to hear complaints. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, when I'm having a conversation, I'm not speaking from a complaining perspective. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm speaking from uh this is the shit that I've learned. This is my observation of the landscape that I've been experiencing mm-hmm. for a really long time. And everything that's on this list are things that kind of highlighted themselves at some point where it's like oh I didn't know this oh I didn't realize that you know I didn't know that this shit was unfair and unequal and damn near fucking impossible like I didn't go into any of this as a child knowing that right so for me to learn it by experiencing it it's like oh got you for me all the challenges have created my direction Mm mm-hmm um, and I'm very fucking satisfied with where I am with the directions that I've <laughs> maneuvered. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would argue that I speak from a different perspective mm-hmm. to where I can remove my personal experience 
right. of what I would complain about to say, mm, this is a rooted problem without mm-hmm. mm-hmm. fixing it. I mean, that's how my mind works is getting to the root because the root is where the solution lives. Right. I say that shit all the time. Right. So it's kind of like, you know, yeah. And it's, it's like, oh, I want to be able to take these gripes to these people and say, this is the problem. And if you're not going to go in these directions, then there's no way you're going to create the result that you want, which is equity mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or fairness, inclusion right. and all this different shit. Right. Yeah. Because I'm just wondering, like, you know, with this person asking that, is that like a glimmer of possibility and, um, you know, good that is to come for artists? I really, truly believe that somehow we're being tricked not to be vocal about the bullshit. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think it comes with a negative connotation. I think it's like, oh, what are the solutions? We don't want to talk about that. Or, oh, we keep having the same conversations about the age-old problem. My thought as an artist is to create something that carries the conversation. Create like a piece. Uh, like, like this pod, like create oh, a piece of art. Yeah, like a piece of art. That's that what I That carries the conversation yeah. is, is, is a way to be effective with it. I don't think it's healthy at all to carry all of this stuff. And I don't think it's productive to be in conversations about it where that's all it is, is a conversation. Mm-hmm. In my mind, it's record a podcast episode, cut it up. Throw it on top of some visuals, call it a short film, smack it 20 minutes and let the conversation start to move and carry. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I feel like I've I've learned going to university circles since I was nine years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's what they're doing. It's yeah. like we need to create towards this stuff that we're trying to express. I don't think we need to sit in meeting after meeting after meeting um, about what the problem is. I think art needs to interact with the problem right. in order for us to develop a solution. Mm-hmm. Cause I think the conversation is supposed to be out of control. Mm-hmm. And I think right now the conversation is very contained mm-hmm. and I think it has a lot of people in their head and in their mind about whether to complain or not. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, it's just making me think about the conversations that we were having, you know, a few, several years ago um, about the workforce fellowship. And I remember, you know, I'm a, a literary artist and these conversations felt very visual artist based as far as like who was in the room. But when we were having those conversations about the workforce fellowship, I just remember them being heated and watching painters and illustrators and photographers stand up and yelling and getting mad. And then it's like that shit just went away. Mm hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, like we yeah. ain't had conversations like that since people was storming out, raising their voices. People, you know, moderators were saying, calm down, calm yeah. down. You know, it's like. Because it's ultimately like our landscape has created a bad interaction where people in general are waiting for the place to facilitate the conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a, you know, the way they, the way that you are controlled is by your options being controlled. Right. So without the option of one of those places calling a meeting for everybody to come up, come to, you know, you watch it kind of go away and you watch it die. You watch very, very vocal people become kind of isolated or uh, looked at whatever kind of way. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, I don't know, Cleveland can be the mound to pitch from because this is a, it's, it's a bigger conversation than just Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And Somebody need to talk about this shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's, it's real. Uh, it's just rare to be in a conversation about it. When I'm in them, I love them. Um, but I feel like they're a waste of time if they aren't a part of uh, becoming some form of art mm-hmm. or becoming broadly, widely public. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, I like to end on advice. Okay. Um, You've given at least maybe 10, 15 plus gripes. So I'm thinking about young artists 
mm-hmm. you know, who maybe are born born and raised in Cleveland. They've left, you know, they're thinking about coming back. They hear this podcast. They hear all these gripes, and they're like, why the fuck would I come back? Well, um, why the fuck would you come back? Shit, the Cle- the the city is the city is suffering without a lot of the creative people who done left the city. And to be here is to be prepared to build. Mm. Um, because what people are experiencing, the negative things that people are experiencing are are real. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of alternative. Right. And I would argue that the stuff that's positive and productive for people, black artists that are they're experiencing is just as is 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 it's uh it's just a limited amount of shit. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's it's that. It's be you know, I'm going down with the ship. Right. Trying right. to make sure it's something here. Right, right. Um, because otherwise it's just gonna continue to go in the direction that it's going and that just seems to be going down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it's it's reminding me of like well what you're saying is reminding me of um it's like possibilities are here. And I'm thinking about like Roxanne Gay's quote about hope when she said uh you know, she doesn't operate on the premise of hope because hope means you don't have to put in the work. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's what it's it's making me think about. Um so thank you for for sharing your insight, for sharing your gripes. I think they're all valid. I think they're all, you know, um, I resonate with with every single one of them. Um, And I think, you know, at some point we can kind of dive in or take a deeper dive into each of those gripes and hear some of like the backstory. Um, But until next time, thank you. And we'll talk to y'all next week. Thank you.